Well, kia ora, everyone. Welcome along to See It's Podcast. This is a short little episode with Meng Foon, who's the Race Relations Commissioner of New Zealand. Now, this is a bit different from a normal interview, which goes for 45 minutes or an hour. Instead, we talk with Meng Foon about the work that he's doing. I hope you enjoy this and get something out of it. So what we're going to do is hear from our two speakers. Um, I've asked each of them just to share a little bit about what they're doing, what they're involved in, maybe any points where there's collaboration opportunities or things that are coming up that we could learn from or be aware of. Um, so if it's okay, I might start with you, Meng Fun, because I'm really interested in finding out about what you're doing, what's going on in the community, what initiatives are you seeing coming out and things that are keeping you busy. So if it's okay, I'll just pass over to you um, and you can share with us maybe about 10 minutes um, what you're seeing, what you're involved in, and we would love to learn more. So thank you. Yeah, kia ora, Stephen, and kia ora, team. Um, what, just, just a little bit about my role, um, just to put things into context. Um, my role is to maintain and enhance uh, harmonious communities, uh, which is um, part of the, actually there is a Race Relations Act once upon a time, but it's all morphed into the Human Rights Act. But Section 5 gives us all that legal stuff that you all know about, but it's pretty broad. Um, the big project that I'm involved in at the present time is the National Action Plan Against Racism. And that is um, managed by the Ministry of Justice. Um, they've asked us to contribute to that. So we've had about 50,000 uh, contributions to the National Action Plan. Uh, one thing good about uh, when I first started is that people were starting to open up and have confidence and feel safe to actually um, uh, express and debate uh, issues on, ter- uh, um, on racism. Um, it used to be swept under the carpet or people were afraid to actually speak up unless it was really, um, yeah, unless they felt really confident to do so. Um, but right throughout history, um, the, the government, the structural racism is the biggest thing that the Crown imposed upon Māori. And so um, in, the, in the National Action Plan Against Racism, there is a report called Maranga Mai, uh, which actually collates all of the recommendations from uh, different Māori entities to the Crown um, from today back to the Never Never Days. And uh, that's, that's a, uh, the only document uh, research in New Zealand. And we're very proud to actually present that. I fully support the, um, the notion of the uh, report itself. And re- really what it says is, look, uh, we're here to have a relationship under the treaty of Waitangi. And we, as Māori, want to exist as Māori. Uh, we don't want to exist as anybody else, but we want to be building our uh, many hapu and iwi nations in our own right. And we really just don't want the Crown involved in our business. Um, But however, the reality is going to be a little bit different. Uh, With the National Action Plan Against Racism, we've actually um, got the actions all done. Um, It's a reasonable report, uh, many contributions. 
And we we sent it. We've given it to uh, Minister um, Kitty Allen, Minister of Justice, and she um, and has has welcomed it. Um, she's going to give that to the Ministry of Justice um, staff bureaucrats, and uh, they're going on a journey of consultation as well. And so hopefully it'll be pretty similar in terms of the outcomes because we. We have um, a couple of our ex-human uh, rights people um, in the Ministry of Justice on this particular project as they've been seconded. So how is it going to be implemented? So the interesting thing, I've I, when I was on council, um, there's this uh, methodology called GETS, um, Government Electronic Tendering Service. And so there is social procurement um, at the present time. So if you want to build houses and roads, you have to employ um, apprentices. Um, if you want a contract at all, you've got to have health and safety policies in, in place. And so we're saying to, uh, suggesting to the government that uh, we would like the National Action Plan Against Racism to be part of the government electronic tendering service so that uh, people... Uh, will make a commitment um, to the National Action Plan and have plans within their organisations to eliminate racism. Um, how is it going to be monitored? So if you don't want to participate, that's fine. You just don't get the contracts. Um, I'm sure because financial imperative is that I think we need to make money and we like the government contract and I think it's a good idea to actually have culture, a good culture in the organisation and culture will always eat strategy for breakfast, uh, according to Drucker and according to everyone else anyway. And so um, how are we going to monitor this is there are electronic means. Um, there's an app called um, Selfie. Um, it's been used by one of the schools that have been had issues. And so it's an app that you can report things in real time um, anonymously if you wish and put your name to it if you wish and you'll identify the issues whether it's physical violence, uh, verbal abuse, racism, misogynism and all those sort of things that uh, discriminatory things that happen and that will be sent to the um, to the human resource uh, part of the business and the business or the organisation should have uh, processes to actually look into those matters and help solve them. Um, then anonymously, um, one once a month, um, that report should be sent to the chief executive and also to the board, um, the governance entity, so that they know what the trends are of um, discrimination, bullying, racism within the organisation. And so that's... Um, that's how it's going to work. The National Action Plan, I see there's a question there, is not available yet because it's still to be developed by the ministry. And I hope that they, the, the government does have the fortitude to actually implement it um, because they are very political, these sort of things, and can in, get uh, into um, debates that detect, uh, detract from well-being, cultural well-being, and um, organisational well-being. Um, there is there is another part to this, and so um, that 
app could actually connect itself to an independent body, whether it's the government or uh, the Human Rights Commission, and it can produce um, real-time reports on how organisations and how the country is tracking um, the AI. Fortunately, we've come at the right time. Otherwise, we need a whole army of people to monitor these things. But the artificial intelligence world is very clever nowadays. And then there's um, another component. People have been hurt so much, they just want to tell the truth. Uh, restoration, uh, restorative justice, um, telling their truth, and just documenting their stories just to get things off their chest. And, and so it, that, those are the components of it. So there's maranga mai in terms of um, progressing towards tiriti, um, aspirations, there's the telling our truth, and there's the monitoring part, and there's the national action plan. Um, so it comes in four components. So my 10 minutes, um, in a nutshell, that's the key project that we've been doing uh, for the last couple of years. Well, that's wonderful. Thank you so much for that. It's a really succinct summary as well. Um, if anybody has questions, then you feel free to put them in the chat. You've answered the one from Jen there. Um, I have a practical question. How do you, like you mentioned 50,000 inputs, how do you go about getting so much information and, and compiling all of those different um, perspectives? Well, the interesting thing is that um, um, out of the themes, there's probably about no more than 10 common things out of all the different um, uh, views that have come across. Uh, maybe somewhere on the peripheral of uh, maybe 20, but we could actually summarize them to 10. And it's, it's quite easy. You just receive them over a couple of years. We've had hundreds of meetings over Zoom, and we did start with face-to-face, but we did end up um, having COVID and so so uh, virtual was good. Um, it allowed more people to actually participate. And we, we didn't have any um, mind at all. Um, it was a blank piece of white paper or just a piece of paper to say, what do you think? And, and whatever people expressed, we put them into uh, different allocations and just summarized them to that. So it was quite easy. Well, you make it sound easy, but I have a feeling there's a lot of work that goes on behind the scenes on those things. So, yeah. <laughs> Someone does it. <laughs> <laughs> and, Sorry, and just thinking about, <laughs> thinking about the people who are listening here and also who are going to be listening to the recording afterwards, um, what are the sort of, do you have any thoughts or no, knowledge on the timeframes of the next steps? And also, how could people support what is being prepared and, and produced? Yeah, I think the timeframes, the government thinks, um, because it's all in the Ministry of Justice's hands now, and, and unfortunately, um, they've left it too late. They've really just started the consultation um, just recently. Um, so we, we're disappointed in, in, in them dragging their feet on this. Uh, but however, we're encouraged by the minister that... Um, something will be done on 2024 but however um, unfortunately also there's an election next year and um, um, some people don't um, subscribe to um, um, eliminating racism 
Um, so it's not going to be easy. Um, if we have the current um, government, it'll be easier. And I'm not going to predict what the next government is going to do uh, because that will be unfair on them. I don't have an opinion, actually. Actually, um, I, I can say that um, governments are generally fair. Um, they do want good culture um, in, in government. They've even had um, inquiries in, into uh, bullying and racism within government themselves. And um, they found that, look, we do need to actually um, swear or um, abide by the recommendations of the, of the Speaker of the House. In fact, the Speaker of the House was part of the inquiry was a, a, um, 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 a party to the inquiry as well. And so, um, yeah, and how can we support? I think we can start now, actually, um, in terms of, um, you know, encouraging people to participate in the first place. Um, you know, fair pay is another thing. If you pay, pay evenly um, um, in terms of um, different positions, women, men, um, different ethnicities, they should all get the same pay. Um, that would be helpful. Um, build teams to actually encourage contribution. And, and if, you, if, you, if you're going to build teams to make contributions, um, please ensure that um, at least you've got a listening ear, but also have a, um, a reasonable debate as to why or why not that contribution is going to be put forward because a lot of a lot of meetings we go to we we make a contribution and nothing happens and so um action speaks louder than words um increase diversity in organizations um you know start from governance um uh, just note that um, diversity is not just about um Colored people and non-colored, uh, well, uh, you know, different colored people. Um, it's it's all sorts from different backgrounds, uh, lived experiences, uh, LB, uh, the rainbow community, the disabilities community, um, people people that come from overseas. Um, the biggest question, the biggest decline in um, employment is that, oh, sorry, you don't actually have um, New Zealand experience. Well, don't you think that somebody coming overseas from overseas may actually have a rich um, plethora of ideas and contributions to make because they're, you know, we're in a global world now and everything's so global in terms of our solutions. And so um, there's quite a few, but make sure that if there is a complaint that you follow it up genuinely and you go through the process uh, proactively and don't make the uh, perpetrator, the victim, which can actually happen at times. Mm. Well, that's really great. Thank you so much for that. It's um, it's really good to hear about the work that you're doing. As you can probably tell from my accent, I have overseas connections in the sense of that I moved to New Zealand when I was quite young. Um, so I myself am an immigrant um, coming into this culture, this country. Um, I've now been here basically since I was seven years old. Um, and moved around a lot as well. Um, but it's something that's always on at the front of my mind, being an immigrant, um, as to what is our society doing. And I just did a podcast series with the Institute of Directors, 
um, looking at governance. And this was one of the themes is diversity, not just in terms of the traditional sort of um, gender and ethnicity, which is super important, but also the way of thinking, um, diversity of thought and getting people around the boardroom who can contribute and have different ways of approaching things. So, well, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. If anybody has any other questions. Well, I do hope you enjoyed that conversation with Meng Foon. Again, that wasn't a normal interview on Seeds, but I thought it was helpful to share in order to get his perspective on what's going on in Aotearoa, New Zealand. Until next time. Mm-hmm.